You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Run It Back on KCSN. I know we've been hitting this nail on the head for the past several weeks now, but until our girl Aoka Lee comes back, my God, I don't think I can mentally prepare myself for another game without her. I know, I know if y'all haven't been listening, haven't been watching, yada, yada, let me fill y'all in. What is it, about four weeks ago, Ayoka Lee went down with, a, I think, an ankle injury caused her to have surgery that she's going to be out for four weeks, right? There's hopefully light at the end of this tunnel. And there's been six games that K-State women's basketball has played without her. Cats are four and two in those six games, all right? So there's not a whole, whole lot to complain about because a dub is a dub. No matter how you get it, a dub is a dub, right? And luckily, they were able to get another dub against Oklahoma State on Saturday. But the thing is why I feel like I can't mentally prepare myself for another game without her because, my God, I haven't had a single moment of peace. Not a single moment of peace in any one of these last six games without her because they've been stressing me the hell out, okay? This is a team that we've seen essentially dominate for the majority of the season outside of what two three games dominated people put them put them in the crib put them to sleep pack them up time to go home for the next for the next opponent right for the next op we know that hasn't been the case the last couple games it's been stressful and causing me it's like i'm sweating i'm nervous i'm watching this i'm putting my hands on my face, I'm looking back up in excitement. I'm going, they're going back down again because they're stressing me the hell out. But that's just what sports does to me. It doesn't matter who it is. Right now, it's K-State women's basketball turn to really stress me the hell out. Because I know it was K-State football at some point. K-State men's basketball. Seems like every single game now. Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan. So, obviously, you take that whatever how you will. Okay. But I can't handle any more stress. But still, they're able to find a way to win. And let's look at the most recent game, shall we? This past Saturday against Oklahoma State. K-State has dropped a few spots since uh, since being number two ranked in the country. They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Texas in back-to-back games. That dropped them to number eight. Today, they just went back up a spot to number seven. So still in the top ten. Thank Jesus for that, right? This game against Oklahoma State, K-State won 69-68. to 68. Now, I spoke, I was, uh, Sophie Dilly was on my show last, last week, right? And we talked about if there's ever a time for K-State to remember who the hell that they are to really boost themselves up with a win, it was going to be this game against Oklahoma State, right? To do, to do something to show, like, yes, we still got it. It's just a little bit of a hiccup these last couple games, yada, yada, whatever, right? And we both talked about we're not giving any sort of disrespect to to Oklahoma State whatsoever, right? I This was my first time ever watching an Oklahoma State game this season for their women's basketball team. So all I know is their record, and I know I'm not to sleep on anybody. 
this should not have been a game that was just a one-point game, a one-point win for K-State. K-State has proven them, has proven several times this season that they are the best team in the Big 12 and one of the best teams in the entire country. I still think they are. I still think they are. This These last four weeks has just, like I said before, caused me to be stressed to my core, right? Oklahoma State. They came in 11-11, I think on a five-game losing streak. And this is the second team that we've seen at home that is at the bottom of the Big 12 give us work. To give us work, okay? BYU, I think they're second to last in the Big 12, and we only beat them by what? I think one or two points as well, by a, by a possession, right? By a basket, and then same thing goes with Oklahoma City. These are teams that K-State, this K-State team, this season, should have no issues with whatsoever. Even though I get Yoki's not there. I understand that she's a huge part of our offense, huge part of our defense. I know that. But these teams that are not your Baylors, that are not your Texas, that are not even your Oklahomas, should not be able to give you this type of work, okay? Let me, and like I said, I know a win's a win. I'm going to get to those positives in a moment. This is just something I need to take, get off my chest because I think we're 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 starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of getting a Yoka Lee back. She's day-to-day. I saw that report the other day that she's now day-to-day. Hopefully this game on Wednesday against Iowa State is when she comes back because I cannot handle another damn game without her. I cannot watch another game without her without feeling some type of way. We need her. We miss her. My God, I miss her. And I needed to come back. But until then, right, let me read you the stats from this Oklahoma State game. And we're going to really figure out how how we were able to pull that off. Because, you know, good team, good team still find a way to win. And they did that. And they did that. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. I'm not ignoring that fact whatsoever. Do not get it twisted. Like I said, this is just stuff that I have to get off my chest. You feel me? So these stats, I'm not going to avoid them anymore. Oklahoma State's shot 47% from the field. I'm going to let that ring. I'm going to let that ring. 47% from the field. This is the highest field goal percentage K-State has allowed all season. Almost 50% from the field on this defense, this lockdown defense, that I have said multiple, multiple, multiple times, and still mean it, best defensive team in the country. 47%. On a team that's bottom of the Big 12. All right, all right. Oklahoma State, 47% from the field. Jesus. Oklahoma State's three-point field goal percentage. 52.4. 52.4. Y'all know math. Y'all know math better than I know math. Over half their three-point makes... Went through the hoop. They were 11 for 21 in that game. You know, that think the fact that that's exactly 50%. But you know these numbers. I'm getting them off the internet because who doesn't trust the internet, right? Anyway, 52.4% from the three-point line. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Okay. Okay, we're going to keep it pushing. We're going to keep it pushing. Free throw percentage, whatever. They were just over 50%. That's honestly not great for free throws. Okay, they're free for a reason, right? Rebounds. Oklahoma State was able to grab 41 boards. 
K-State's 28 boards, right? And then, of course, Oklahoma State, they had 20 turnovers to K-State 6. That that right there is, you circle that as a, one of the major reasons how K-State was able to pull this out because you, I'm, all the other stats that I'm reading, over 50%, like, on over 50% from the three-point line, 47% from the field, 41 rebounds. K-State was shooting 39.7% from the field and 23.1% from three. You just, I just, you just got to read some of those numbers. And I'm like, you just, sometimes you just got to think like, how the hell did, how the hell did they pull this off? How the hell did the Cats come out with a win like this? Because that's like, I can't, I can't forget to mention that Oklahoma State had a 28.3 quarter. 28. I said multiple times that K-State has been probably one of the best teams in the third quarter in the country. I read some stats on it a while back. What they do defensively, especially what they do offensively, they'd average 22 points in the third quarter before, or at least to the beginning of Big 12 play. I don't know what those numbers are now because obviously that has dipped since Ayoka has left. And that's that's a lot of math for me to do, at least for those games, to find out the, that exact percentage, right? 28.3rd quarter. The team bottom of the Big 12. Now I'm giving my props to Oklahoma State. I'm giving my props to them. They was hitting threes. They were not scared of this team. They they were doing they were doing the damn thing. And I'm I'm round of applause, huge pat on the back. Because honestly, looking at these numbers, they they deserved to win. They did they like they they deserved to upset Kansas State at Bramless Coliseum in front of all of those fans who continue to show for this team. Props to y'all. I love y'all for that. But you gotta hand it to, to Oklahoma State. They literally, they literally went in there and was was really one one possession away from handling business. All right, I'm giving my respect to them for that. But my gosh, y'all gotta, okay, ladies, I, I I like our Wildcats. We've seen y'all dominate teams much like much better than this one right here, and. I just, we just miss seeing that. I know it's not gone. I know it's not gone. I have, like, if y'all, if someone tells me, all right, yeah, they're going to do it, they're going to do that, they're going to be back to how they how they do tomorrow, I'll be like, all right, that, I'm sure, book it. Why would that, like, because why would that surprise me? It wouldn't, all right? Because we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen several, several, several times with this team. So I like that part. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised, right? But, I know lights at the end of the tunnel, but they gotta they, they gotta help me, man. Help help me because my chest cannot take it. All right. It just cannot take it. And I know I can keep talking about this for a long time, but we gotta get to other stuff later on in the show. And we will, and we will. But before we do that, you know what you know what it is. You know what I gotta do with homefuelapparel.com. All right, y'all know homefield. Y'all familiar with them already. Shoot, they put a little something something in there to help the Wildcats with NIL. Like, how can you not? support you feel me so hit up homefieldapparel.com get your shirts get your hat get your hoodies whatever you feel that you might want go ahead and hit them up and you can get it all right we'll be right back on run it back we appreciate you supporting kc sports network by listening to our podcast you have helped us become the highest ranked chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023 and don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter the best written analysis you can find on the chiefs straight to your inbox every day acsn.substack.com 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Run It Back. And I had complete blinders on how, how can I start the show without shouting out the Kansas City Chiefs? I know y'all just saw that little, the little ad that we run, the number one Chiefs podcast. All right. Back-to-back Super Bowl champions. I am not a Chiefs fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Like I said before, y'all take that how y'all will. But me working in Columbia, Missouri and working in news, my job was a lot more fun yesterday after after seeing them win the Super Bowl, because I don't know what the hell we was going to do if they lost. All right. So I really, really, really appreciate them for, for that. Shout out to the Chiefs. Hopefully my Cowboys will no longer, uh, you know, embarrass me. But anyway, moving on. Right. Talked about K-State women's basketball. Them stressing, stressing me out. Like I said before, sports always stress me the hell out. And it doesn't matter who's playing, who's not playing. Don't care that something's always going to stress me out. Just that's because that's how I am. I can't control it. I tried to. Ain't, ain't jack diddly squat. I can do about it, right? So that is what that is, right? So I read off the stats in the first half of the show from Oklahoma State. Like I said, I'm giving, I'm giving them their props. They, they did an excellent, excellent job, all right? And shots were falling for them. Shots were really, really falling for them. Shots just weren't falling for the Cats. They had a lot of good looks. Not only at the three point line, but around the basket as well. There's just some, this wasn't falling. Like I, I understand. Like I understand that not every not every game is going to be one of them games for you. It's just it's just really not. That's why you know you rely on the defense. The one I think, this, despite the numbers I just read, K State defense is still really good. All right. Yes, the highest field goal percentage allowed, but like the damn stuff was just falling for, for Oklahoma State. It really was. It was like. Like sure, what more could you really do it? Like on some on some of these shots, right? But I know why they had such a high three point percentage. Like I said before, it was shot fifty two point four percent from what it says right here, from what I got from the K State Athletics website, right? I mean, skip passes. It it was it was those skip passes that was really like tearing tearing our behinds up. It re- like it, it really really was, and I know. I was going through this a little bit more. Some of the, you know, national rankings that we had a few weeks ago, I'll read a little bit more, um, read in a little bit more into that in a moment. But I know at one point, K-State was the uh, second in the country, was ranked second in the country behind Campbell, take that as you will, uh, in an opponent three-point percentage, right? Allowing 21.7% from, from three-point line. Obviously, 
Oklahoma State did a lot better than that. Once again, 52.4%. All right. And it was those skip passes and these numbers that I'm going to read that K-State was like top five, top 10 nationally, they, they've dropped. I mean, obviously, you know, more games, more, you know, numbers can, you know, typically drop. That's just how, that's just how stuff goes, right? But I know a significant, a significant jump in the opponent three-point percentage and specifically from this game is because of those skip passes and why is that? Because once again, that, that Ayoka Lee effect or lack thereof with Ayoka Lee, they had to double team Hannah Gusters. Yes, Hannah Gusters, the center for Oklahoma State. I think she ended the game with, let me see, let me see, 13 points and four rebounds. So this one individual didn't, you know, crush us on the boards. You know, we still, I think they still played her fairly well in this game. Shoot, they went small ball and had Gabby Gregory cover her because Gabby is literally the toughest individual in this entire team, right? But they would be sending double teams to Gusters and those skip passes across the court. And then the help defense comes a little bit late because they are coming off Gusters, who they were double teaming in the paint. And then our defenders just wouldn't get there, get there soon enough to get a hand up in the face. And those were shots that Oklahoma State was just draining. They like they really, really were. I know what is this? This one girl, um, Garzon, she was lighting our she was lighting our butts up. She had 14 points. She saw four for seven from the three-point line. Four for seven. She she was killing it. She was really kidding. She was definitely, definitely the main benefactor on those skip pass threes. That's that's what it, but those were wide open, even though we we've seen it before. We've seen it before them going to zone, everything, going to man defense, everything. And, you know, they're forced to have to double the the post player in the paint because they don't have anyone that can match up with their 1v1. I know uh, Imani Lester, she was able to get her first start this uh, this weekend. So congratulations to her. So I'm going to put like a, you know, a bigger body on on a, on Gusters because I know is everyone's having a tough time. It's like it's, that's a lot to ask for Gisela Sanchez who is not a natural five. We talked about that last week with um, with Sophie Dilly, like how and Sophie Dilly made this really, really great point to where like she's in a role that does not fit her, but she's forced to play just because of injury right now. And that comparison that she had was uh, Ish Masood two years ago when K-State didn't have a center to really, the K-State men's basketball team didn't have a center to put out there outside of a, outside of a jump ball to start the first half and the second half, and then they put him to the bench because that's all, unfortunately, they were really good for. So they had to go to small ball, and Ishmael was forced to play that five spot when he's not a natural five. Bro, bros, you know, switch between the three and a four. That's like that's his lane. That's that's where that's where his skills matured is in those positions, right? And that's the same thing with Gisela Sanchez. She's not a natural five. They're just putting her in this situation because that's just. That's just something that you need when your name is called upon. That's just something she's got to do, and she's honestly, she's and she's done a really good job. She's done the best she can. She's had a, a couple of few double-digit games that we've been waiting to see from her this season, and she's been able to get that these last you know four-week stretch that Yoki has been gone, right? So she's so there's things that has really helped her in that, but in some cases we're a little bit outmatched, such as this past weekend against Oklahoma State against Hannah Gusters. They had a plan. They obviously had a plan to double-team her and the paint and everything like that, obviously leaving a three-point shooter open with the skip pass. We went through that. But it's just like, it's it's the match-up match issues that we've been had. And obviously, Eliza Moppin, I know 
last week I called for maybe, you know, Eliza to get a to get her first start of the season. But it was Amani Lester, even though, of course, understanding why, because even, you know, Moppin, she wasn't she wasn't really out there as much as I thought she would have been because she made a she she had a really nice cut to the basket in the very first quarter, but they didn't go back to that. Eliza Moppin, she played for four minutes. Uh, I would have thought we, you know, see a little bit, you know, more of Eliza in, in certain cases of this game. But, you know, I'm, I'm not the coach. I'm not questioning Coach Vitti whatsoever. He knows things. He knows once again the matchup. I know Monty Lester, she matched up a lot better against Hannah Gusters than obviously Sanchez and and more than, than nothing just because K-State literally did not have the size to try to match up with her. That's what it is. And it's not saying like this is a an individual like... Um, Gosh, I, I, her name escapes me, but the girl who had a 20-point double-tubble, 20, like, she had, like, what, B, five points, 21 rebounds, the girl that played for BYU. It was not the same caliber post player, but it was something that they still had a game plan for with Hannah Gusters, and you know, some, you just didn't have the people to really match up. It's just, you know, that is what that is. That's why they had to double-team her. That's why they had left those three-point shooters open with a skip pass. And that's one of the things that obviously Aoka Lee would eliminate completely. You can play, like, you can do your 1v1 in the paint and literally have no fear because you know Yoki's going to have that covered. And and does, right? And does. But until then, that's just something that they just, they had to figure out these past couple games. And I guess one of the other things is, like, Oklahoma State and all these other teams, especially, you know, BYU too, you know, the teams that are bottom of the Big 12 and played K-State on the road and, like, had, and was able to at least handle some business but didn't just, but didn't come out with a win. Like, they are, they are scared. They, they aren't scared of this K-State team. They're not scared of us because Yoki's not there. Like, obviously, a player's going to have a, have a little bit more of a thinking process to do if they, if Yoki's back their hands up. Because, sure, drive drive at Yoki if you want to. If you want to, I highly doubt that was in the game plan from your head coach. But, sure, go ahead. And she's going to alter shots. I know Coach Minnie, uh when he was on the show a few weeks ago, he, they have, like, a stat count of, like, altered shots. And, obviously, Yoki leads that category of the team. And that's that's what it was. Someone's going to be parked in that lane and handle business. And, unfortunately, it's no one has been able to... What's the right word for this? I don't want to say like hasn't stepped up because you, that's that's big shoes to fill. I'm not going to say no one has stepped up. You, all of these players have stepped up and they have actually still done a really good job, right? They're just, you know, not Yoki, but how many players in this entire country is, right? So that's just one of the things that, you know, they're missing. And when Yoki comes back, all the things that I'm about to list here will like will literally be eliminated. But it's just one of those things that just sucks not being able to have her, even though wins are wins, and K-State was 4-2 and two, uh, the last six games without her. But it just kind of sucks how some of these things have went down in the in the, la- in the last couple weeks, because I've talked about it before where K-State was ranking nationally in a lot of these categories. I know before the start of Big 12 play, K-State was ranked fourth nationally in scoring defense, first in the Big 12. We're still first in the Big 12, so hey, hey, shout out to that. But now we went from fourth nationally in scoring defense to ninth in in the last couple weeks. All right, that's that's down five places. All right, you know math, I know math ain't my strong suit, but that sh- numbers don't lie. Okay, and then 
we were second behind North Car- or excuse me, second behind South Carolina in field goal percentage defense. Still first in the Big 12. Cool, cool, cool. But now that's dropped to fourth. That's honestly, that's not bad. That's still two spots. You know, it's a season, long season. That's just is how that is. National block, uh, national lane blocks per game. K-State is still 10th. They were ranked 10th before. They're still 10th now. So that's still that's still good. And I think they actually K-State leads, leads the Big 12 in blocks now. They were second behind TCU. Uh, that was mainly because Sidonia Prince. Uh, but, you know, she she was injured along with all, a lot of players at TCU, right? So now K-State still leads the Big 12 in blocks and still ranked 10th nationally in blocks per game, right? Uh, let's see. Nationally, on a rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, that one was bad. That one was bad. Before K-State was, you know, 10th nationally in rebounds, second in the Big 12. Now they're 7th in the Big 12 in rebounds. That's where I think the biggest hit, obviously, with Yoki not, you know, being in the lineup for these last couple weeks due to injury. What has really incredibly hurt is, like, you read the stats earlier, K-State was out-rebounded by Oklahoma State 41-28. to But the drop nationally, as far as team rebounds go, Baby, it's, it's, it's not it's not great. It's not it's not great at all. Honestly, I almost wanted to shed a tear. Previously, they were ranked 10th nationally in, in team rebounds. You know, top 10, top 10. All right, cool, 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 cool. That's excellent. But they have completely fallen off the map when it comes to where they rank for team rebounds. They're they're not they're not even in the top 50. Just like before, let me let that marinate. Let, let that sit. We were ranked 10th nationally in team rebounding. Obviously, huge, huge due to Yoki. Whether she gets the rebound herself or she has a lot of tension for opponents to surround her for rebounds, and it's a long rebound. And of course, K State either gets the offensive or defensive rebound. Yoki's presence will affect that no matter what, right? The team, Mick. And completely fall off the ranking list for team rebounding when you were top 10? Ugh. Ugh. Jesus, be offense. I'm not saying they can't get back to that. If they're able to fall off that quick, hell, maybe they can climb back up that quickly too. Okay? Not, hope is not gone. Hope is not gone. Hope is not gone, but Jesus. That is a... That's large. That's real large. That's real, real large. But saying that they can't climb back up would be negligent of me to think that. It really would. It really would. Okay. So that is that is what that is. That is what that is. Okay. Uh, let's see. Three point percentage. K State actually did not drop very much from that. They went from second to third. So that's still that's still not bad. All right. Offensively, dropped some as well. Sister turnover ratio. We were tenth nationally. Goes to fifteenth. We were fourth nationally in assists per game, dropped down to ninth, and we were 20th in field goal percentage. Second, that used to be second in the Big 12, but now we are fifth in the Big 12 and 30th nationally. Once again, all of these numbers that I read probably heavily affected with Yoki being out. But I truly, truly think there is light at the end of this tunnel. Cause I think her four weeks, I think her four-week stand is up this week. When they go to Iowa State, yeah, I think that I think that game is in Ames. Let me double check. 
Yes, yes, ma'am, it is. That's at Ames on Wednesday at 6.30 on ESPN+. Please, Yoki, please. All prayers, all good vibes, whatever, whoever, universe you pray for, whoever, send the vibes to Yoki. Hell, she can have my ankle. Now, I'm not using it that damn much. Because it'd be really, really nice to have her back for this game and obviously for the rest of the season as well. K-State still has a chance to win the Big 12 in the regular season. They're, right now, they're a game behind um, Oklahoma, who was able to upset us a couple, like, what was it, last week, right? So got o- Iowa State next, then UCF, then West Virginia. That's the game I'm circling because West Virginia is, like, the second-best defensive team in the Big 12 just behind us, all right? And when K-State already has some offensive struggles, it'd be nice to really have Yoki back for that, right? And obviously, West Virginia, that's going to be another ranked matchup, okay? And I'm, once again, they're going to be playing Kansas again. Kansas gave us a little bit of fits on the very first game that Yoki was not there. It was a close game, but then ended up winning that game by 11. And that's like the biggest margin of victory that we've had since then. Everything else has been literally within the possession, it seems like. But that's what comes up after that. Then obviously Iowa State again. So you get Iowa State twice within what? A couple weeks span. So feeling very Iowa-like when it comes to that part of the scheduling then course you in the season at texas tech so a lot of chances to them be like oh yeah here we are we back and as soon as yoki comes back that's as soon as i think everybody including myself can just take a damn breath am i probably overreacting a lot of these things damn straight yeah probably that's just that's just who i am am i as overreacted as a lot of the fans no the hell i am not i still think i am very rational in some aspects right but you know, it just just hurts my soul to read some of those numbers that I read out loud to you in this span where we where we really, really, really have missed Yoki. Truly, 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 because I myself personally cannot handle another game without her and being able to watch this because they stressing me the hell out. Teams that are packing us up, we should be packing them up, damn it. But still. Not every game you're going to win by 20 or 15 or whatever. Sometimes you're going to get a little stretch where you, you know, you're lucky to claw out a win and the tougher team at the end of the day still is able to win. And that's K-State. Obviously, it didn't go our way against Oklahoma. It didn't go our way against Texas, but it still went our way against a lot of other teams who thought they might have an opportunity to hit us in the mouth. And they did, and they did, but it wasn't the knockout punch. So you can't, you can't, so you cannot discredit that. Sophie told us last week that none of the losses that we've had in this stretch are bad losses. And I'm still going to say they are not bad losses. They're not bad losses at all. That's why we're still ranked in the top 10. That's why we were ranked, we were fell all, all the way down to eight. And that wasn't like, no 15 or something ridiculous like we've seen before in the past for even other teams. However, even like our men's team last year. Some people be really, really cruel in them rankings, but they weren't to us this time because they were not bad losses. And obviously, K-State was able to jump what one one spot in the AP poll after after this past week. All right, so hope is not lost by 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 no means. Hope is not lost, and hope is never lost. Okay, this team can still win the Big Twelve. Hell, this team may even find themselves in a Final Four. It's just the fact that Yoki Yoki's got to be there. <laughs> Yoki Yoki's got to be there. She she is that factor. She is the one, the very one that we need for any of this to come to fruition and I think that she she'll be back soon I hope and pray I hope and pray she'll be back soon because we miss her we miss her so so much I know her I know her teammates miss her. I know she misses them I, I know she watches this games 
And just those be like, dang, I know I can, I just know I can shut her down. I can shut that down. I can shut that play down. I know that. I know she's probably itching to get back on the floor and we cannot wait. We cannot wait to see her. Right. But now we just got to get through another game. Hopefully this is the one where she comes back. All right. But now we just got to sit back, wait and see the next week. I'll tell you all about it. But I thank you all for listening to me literally spiel and get all of this stuff off my chest in this rant that I did. But I still want to say I love this K-State women's basketball team. I love the fans that still being able to show out at home with all the little baby gap goats. We love that. We love that. Like I said, I want that energy. Y'all do it, do it for me because I'm not there. I'm not there to do it myself. Right. So really appreciate the fans. Really appreciate this team who I still think and I will stand 10 toes down that they are the ones to do something great. And they already have. All right. First and foremost. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in and I will see y'all back on Run It Back next week. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.